Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Your sister says that you owe her $200, plus you used her credit card, according to her, without her knowledge twice, once on November 28th and once on November 30th for $58.99 and $72.99. This is the plaintiff, Veronica Chandler. She says the defendant is her younger sister, and she loaned her some money so she could buy some new clothes for her birthday. She also used her credit card without her knowledge, and that is stealing. Her sister told her to just call the credit card company to dispute the charges, but that's illegal. Bottom line, her sister owes her $331.98. And that's exactly what she's suing for today. This is the defendant, Denisha Brown. She says the plaintiff lived in her house rent-free. That's why she's not paying her the money she's suing for today. That's right, her sister was supposed to pay her for rent and never did. She didn't try to collect it, and that makes them even. She's accused of dissing her sister. All parties, please use your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. All right, Ms. Chandler, you're here today suing your little sister, Ms. Brown, for $331.98 that you say she owes you. Back in October of 2019, according to your complaint, you were homeless. Why were you homeless? Because I moved out with my son and I really didn't have anywhere else to go to because I couldn't get an apartment by myself because of my funds. Okay, so um, when you needed to turn to somebody, the person you turned to was Ms. Brown, correct? And you moved in with her for how long? I didn't exactly turn to her. her my uh, daughter set us up together and I went to stay with her and she said that I could stay for a little while and it would be rent free. That was nice, wasn't it? Wasn't it, yeah. Yeah, okay. So then at, uh, on Ms. Brown's birthday, she asks you, for what? She asked me to loan her, because I had like a couple hundred dollars that I loaned her prior to, and then I had it again. She gave it back to me, so she asked me for her dinner for her birthday. She said she needed it because if she didn't have it, she wouldn't be able to pay for dinner for her and her husband and her daughter to go and eat that night. 
So I loaned it to her and she said she would pay me back that weekend when she got paid again. Okay. Um, and you don't dispute that, right, Ms. Brown? No, I do not dispute that she, uh, that I borrowed $200 from her. All right. So now um, the next thing that happens is you notice that there's credit card activity and you didn't do it. Tell me about that. Well, prior to that, I ordered a out. I ordered something from her for like forty some dollars, and she said, "Well, the next day I'll pay you back," which I did that for her, and I, she paid me back the next day. Then, when I look on my bank statement, there's a couple more charges, which I don't even shop at that place, so I know it wasn't me. And I asked her about it, and she said, "Well, just call the credit card company and tell them that it wasn't you." and and whatever. And I said, I can't do that because if I do that, they're going to already know I already bought something from there that I have and that would be fraud. So they're not going to do it. Right. But did she admit that she's the one who had charged those things? Yes. All right. Ms. Brown, uh, what's going on? Your sister says that you owe her $200 plus you used her credit card, according to her, without her knowledge twice, once on November 28th and once on November 30th for $58.99 and $72.99. What's going on? Okay, so uh, she moved in with me in September of 2019. She lived with me until November of 2019. She was sleeping in her car, and I felt compelled because no one wanted her to move in. No, and she, and not even our mother. And so I felt compelled to ask her. I was like, you know, hey, go ahead. You can move in. You can stay here for a month. And if you're here longer than a month, then you're going to have to start paying rent. And she was there longer than a month. The whole time that she was there at the house, my, my whole house was, it was just a whole ball of negative energy. She was living in my daughter's room the whole time. She, she's a person that carries a lot of things with her, in a sense, kind of a hoarder, in a sense. My two sons who were living, who, are, who live here with me, they were not happy with her being here. She would harass them. She would be negative towards them. She would be disrespectful to them and be upset if they were Okay, let me ask you a question, though. She's been your sister how long? Like all your life. So you know her. <laughs> so if you know her and you know, and just, you know like, like I could, I, I love my brother, but I don't want to live with him and he doesn't want to live with me. So, you know, I understand that you were, you, you were in a dire situation, Ms. Chandler, and Ms. Brown is the one who took you in. So you have to be on really, really good behavior when you're over there because you're living rent free. Ms. Chandler, were you supposed to start paying rent after a month? No, because I didn't even stay there that long because she went on a trip to New York and she told me I had Ms. to Brown, be out of her house before she left. Ms. Brown, when you say she was supposed to start paying rent if she stayed longer than a month, you never charged her rent, right? Because no. I'm looking at the answer. Your answer to the complaint says, I don't feel I owe her anything. As for the loan, she lived with me for over a month and we agreed that she would pay me rent, but she never paid me anything. I took her in against my husband's wishes that turned my house upside down. I was going to pay her back at first, but when I thought about it, since she lived rent-free and never paid me anything, I feel like we're even. Correct. Is that more the flavor of this? So, Correct. Um, right, but here's the thing, you know, I look at the text between the two of you, and here's a text in January, 
Yeah, yeah. Now I want my money, the plaintiff says. $200 cash and then the two amounts from Fashion Nova. Who would have thought you would do me like that? This is theft with the credit card, according to the courts. The $200 verbal agreement is valid also through the courts. We can do it that way by the end of this month if I don't have it. This is dated January 19th, so it's substantially after she moves out. B had, I had my money you owe me, I could have been there. You should feel bad, but people like you never do until you get what's coming to you. And then your sister, the defendant, responds, listen, B, I'm going to give you your damn money when I am able to. Until then, go have several seats in the... I've never even heard this phrase, and both of you are using it. Is that like a thing, and I've just missed it all my life? So in January, you're telling her, yeah, you'll get the money when I can't. So I know that it's not that she actually owed you rent. I think it's that you changed your mind about paying her back because you're mad at her. What is it you're really mad at? Because it seems to me that the thing to be really mad at is not that someone is asking you to pay back money that you clearly borrowed because you're admitting it in January. The thing that you're mad at is that you feel like you were there for her when she was living out of a car and that she's hassling you and over the money and you don't, you're not feeling the gratitude. I think that's what you're mad at. Am I right? Yes, that is correct. Welcome back to the People's Court. I'm Harvey Levin. Uh, the plaintiff says her sister stole her credit card and used it without permission. But the defendant says her sister has been living in her house rent free. She has done nothing wrong here and will prove it. Let's listen. Because she turned the house upside down, Judge. She, my, she, she, my husband was upset. My kids were upset. And I... But what were they upset, upset about? Was it her attitude or were they upset that there's just another person among them? No, it was her attitude. She's toxic. And, and, I, right. and I know that. I know that for my sister. But I still insisted on... I still... <gasps> felt bad because she was sleeping in her car and my and, and even my my mom would say you know maybe she's going through this for a reason maybe you shouldn't intervene and I intervened and allowed her to come and stay with us and my children were not happy the whole time that she was here and okay we already heard that. that let me ask you a question where are you living now Miss Chandler I have my own apartment now okay well good luck there uh here's the thing Miss Brown there are two different issues going on here. One is what is right, um, just kind of morally, spiritually, what would I do? I would never sue the sister who took me out of sleeping in a car and let me live rent-free with her. I would just chalk it up to, you know, whatever. And I would think, you know what, I owe her so much more than she owes me. I would never sue you. That's the spiritual kind of moral feeling I have about it. Another is what the law is. The law is very different, and it has nothing to do with the spiritual. Sometimes it has to do with the moral. But what it has to do with is, is it a loan or is it a gift? And I know from looking at your text in January that it was absolutely a loan, and that your feeling that you shouldn't have to pay it is based on she owes you so much more. So what I have to look at is, does she really owe you so much more? She may you owe, owe you so much more in the heart, in gratitude, but I don't believe there was ever a debt of rent to you. I think the whole time that she was there, she was supposed to be living rent-free. She just didn't leave fast enough. So I am going to find that you no, are liable Judge, to your I sister, you. and I'm going to rule in she... favor of the plaintiff in the amount of the $331.98. That's my verdict.
So the judge finds for Ms. Chandler, the plaintiff in this case, Ms. Brown. How do you feel about that? What's your opinion? I think it's a bunch of crock. I mean, I, I respect the judge. However, she was told if she stayed with me more longer than a month, that she was going to have to pay rent. Let me ask you a question. What do you think this is going to do to your relationship, you know, in the future with your sister? Uh, do you think this is, is going to really hurt that relationship? Uh, when she left, I washed my hands of her at that moment because she always calls and needed someone to do something for her. And I have children that deserve my responsibility, not a grown woman. So it's over as far as you're concerned. Let's see how Miss Chandler feels about it, ma'am. You did win the lawsuit, but uh, how do you feel about it now? Was it worth it? Uh, yes, it was. Because um, my sister is not telling the exact truth, and if she would clearly get off those drugs she's on, she'd be better a better person. Do you think if you were in need, you'd go back to her again for help? No. There's other resources. All right. But I'm well, thank you very much. And that'll bring an end to this sister versus sister dispute. Let's see what the judges think. Here again, another session of After the Verdict. Every now and then, as a judge, you have to render a judgment in favor of a party who is utterly unworthy of the judgment <laughs> in their favor. And you kind of hold your nose and you follow the law and you say, yep, there's, there's your $300, whatever it might be. And I got a sense that that was kind of how you felt when yeah. you rendered this judgment. It's just, it's kind of sad because, you know, the hallway is a, an opportunity to kind of maybe start Make the next peace. step of, of healing and right. peace. And right. when I watched sisters um, jab like that, and I, and I could tell that she was hurt, right? right? Couldn't you? Like the plaintiff was hurt that she Definitely. said, you, uh, my, my kids don't like you, basically. Right. And she didn't, there, she didn't and, like hearing that. And is know? there any greater gift that one human being can give to another than to take them into your home when they're, when they're in their car or outdoors? and sleeping from pillar to post, and you say, hey, hey, you know, stay under my roof for a while. Right. Come on. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a lifelong debt. You were pretty insulted about that. Oh, I my could hear God. you puffing and oh puffing. Oh, my <laughs> God. Are you kidding me? Usually, as a judge, you don't see siblings in, in court suing each other, except maybe in probate cases where there's no, an inheritance. No, that's what you don't see, because you didn't do small claims. And well, small claims, you yeah. see this so often that you just want to cry. That's a fair point. Yeah. In the larger cases, I would see only no, an occasional probate case where, where they're clashing over property or inheritance and who gets what, because it's not explicit in a will. Right. Like that. Right. But or when you see this in a small claims case where you're talking about a smaller sum of money, right. that's where it's really pathetic. It really is. It's yeah. heartbreaking. Okay, Keith wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, uh, we've heard about a right to cut a neighbor's limbs uh, from a tree up to the heavens, but what if I cut the roots of my property and kill the tree? Am I responsible? Well, if you cut the roots only to the property line, you don't go beyond your property line, you're allowed to do that. They have a duty to maintain it. And if, it, if the roots come over onto yours, you can cut them there. And if it dies, that's their problem. If you go on to their property, it's your problem. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. These are the plaintiffs, Wanda and Daniel Bronstein. Wanda says the defendant towed Daniel's car, and as he was unloading the car from his truck, he dropped it. When the car fell, it damaged the radiator. The defendant refuses to admit his guilt. He refuses to pay for the damages. And they refuse to let him get away with it. So they're suing for $4,064.53. All the money they're out. This is the defendant, Billy Perez. He says the radiator was already leaking when he got the car. Also, there was no way to drop a car because it uses a hydraulic lift. This is typical. Everyone tries to always blame the tow guy for damage they already had. And he's not about to pay for something he didn't do. He's accused of dropping everything. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiffs claim the defendant, a tow truck driver, dropped their car off the truck and damaged it really, really bad. But the defendant claims the car was already leaking when he picked it up, and the plaintiffs are just trying to blame him for something he didn't do. It's the case of, I'm dropping everything. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay. Mr. Bronstein... And Mrs. Bronstein, what's the relationship between you two? She's my son. Yeah. All right, so Mrs. Bronstein, tell me what happened. Okay, so um, around early December, I got a call from my son telling me that he had a flat tire. And so I went with my car thinking that I could replace the tire myself and I couldn't do it. So I basically brought them back home and I left the car there. And the next day, I called AAA to have it towed to my house. So when I uh, called them to tow... How did you get the flat, Mr. Bronstein? Um, I was actually just driving one of my friends to his basketball tryout, and I just heard, like, a uh, like a shake on one of the tires, and I had to pull over, and I just got out of my car, and I looked, and uh, it was just flat. What kind of car is this? It's a 2006 Toyota Camry. All right, so it's towed for the flat tire, and what happens? I got there, and the Reno's auto body towing came over, and they came over with this green wrecker. And so he went ahead and he loaded the car. Then he he was going to follow me to my house. So I started uh, on the road, and he was following me. No, we were having... There was no issue. There was nothing going on. Then what he did was af- after we were on my street, he backed up the car onto my driveway. And then I heard a loud bang, and the car was dropped. And I thought, well, that doesn't sound very good. So when, when he got out of the truck, he said to me, you know, he, he kept asking me if he could look under the hood. 
And I thought, well, that's unusual. You know, I've, I've had a car towed before. No one asked me. I said, no, no, you don't have to look under the hood. It's okay. Um, and I said, no, no, no. Can I please just... Wait, why would you say I, it's okay? Why isn't what you say is what the hell just happened? Why isn't that what you say? Hey, what the heck just happened? Because if you heard yeah. a loud bang, that would be cause for well, concern. Yeah, it dropped. Right, it dropped. But I didn't... Right, so... Damage. I, well, I, I would think if it dropped, if I'd heard a loud bang and it dropped and the guy says, can I look under the hood? I'd say, you betcha, we're both going to look under the hood. We need to see what just yeah. happened. That's kind of what I would say. So I'm trying to figure out why you're telling him, no, no, it's okay. You don't have to. That's a weird well, thing for him to ask and a weirder thing for you to yeah. say. I didn't know how to handle it, to be honest, because I was never asked that question because I never had somebody drop the car when it was towed. So what, when he asked me again, I said, okay, yeah, go ahead. You know, so I popped the hood open. And when the hood was open, we both looked inside. And I noticed that uh, there was a dent through. Now, I didn't know this at the time what these parts were. But there was a dent, like, punched through the condenser and the radiator. I have the condenser and radiator behind me, actually. Um, oh, can I see it? Well, so, sure, sure. So... This is a condenser part. See how it's punched in? I don't know if you can see that. You see yeah, that? I can. You see that? I can. Yeah. And so yeah. then this is the radiator. Sorry. And this is punched in two. Can you see, can you see that? I'm sorry. That one I so, cannot. Show me. Put your hand where it's punched. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. You sent me pictures of that as well, correct? Yeah. And, and it lines up. It lines up perfect, perfectly with what? With each other, where the damage was, where it was pushed through here and it pushed through the back of this too. So if you look at it this way, Judge, and then you look at it sort of like from the side, or uh -huh. back, it just, it just, it lines up perfectly. So okay. something punched through the uh, license plate, punched through the grill and punched through this. Now, I'm not saying that that happened, Dr. Uh, I mean, um, Judge Milian. I'm not saying that that happened when the car was dropped because after taking the car to the mechanic to get fixed, after the car was fixed, he, I asked him, can you, look, can you look at the license plate and can you tell me if uh, the tower, how the tower did this damage, okay? And he said, oh, it could have easily been the tow truck because they have these arms that sort of come out. And he explained that if a button is pressed too soon, the, the, the arms sort of come down this way, and instead of reaching the floor, they'll go halfway and punch through the car. So that's why okay. I Okay, do you have that in writing from a, from a mechanic? Do you have anything no, in I writing don't. to set? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I didn't, he didn't. Okay. So, what do you do when you see this? Do you call AAA and say, hey, that whoever you sent me did this or that? What happens? That's exactly what I did. I called AAA. When did you uh, call AAA? Let's see, I called AAA the very next day. All right, now you use the car to deliver pizzas, is that right, Mr. Bronstein? And yes. you were, the car couldn't be driven for a couple of weeks before it was fixed. So you were out of a job during that time as well, correct? Correct. All right, let me hear from you, Mr. Perez. You're the tow truck driver and you have authority to represent by the owner. Tell me what it is that happened. So backed up into our driveway, 
She's saying that the car was dropped is impossible because there's two straps holding the wheels down to, to the part she's talking about. For me to get out and drop the car off, I got to take the strap off first and then go back in the truck and hit the levers to bring the car down, which is, it goes very slow. They don't go very fast when it's going down. Pull my truck out. Well, I noticed that uh, it was wet. So I thought maybe one of the lines from the truck or something busted or something. So I thought, can we open the- You noticed the what was seat? wet? You noticed the, what my was boom. wet? Yeah, the part of the boom would pick up the car. The boom, if you see the boom with the, the front sharp part in the front of it, if that would have damaged, uh, um, done all that damage, that would have went right through her bumper, her grill, um, the whole front end would have been damaged, not only the, the Well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you just hit it a little. But let, here's my question. When you tow a car, you note the car's damage. Where's your tow receipt so I can see how you noted all this damage? Uh, usually, we take pictures. OK, so where are the pictures receipt. of the damaged? Uh, so let me see them. That's a picture. That's okay. How did you take that picture? Hold on. The picture was took taken it on your with phone? Uh, the tow, no, the tow manager went up there. They took a picture of the car after she oh, that's made it after. clean. Yeah. Correct. That's not what I'm asking you. You know what I'm asking you. I'm asking you Usually, to tell yeah. me because a tow truck driver yeah. marks on the sheet everything that's right. wrong. So what did you mark? Usually, Let me see the sheet. Welcome back to the People's Court. The plaintiffs claim the radiator is now destroyed because the defendant punctured it. But the defendant says that's impossible and he can prove it. Let's go back into the courtroom. Usually if we see like a crazy damage or something like that, then we'll take pictures or we note it. But the license plate, the bumper, everything was fine. The grill was fine. Everything was fine, you know? Actually, it wasn't. And you asked yeah, to look it, under it, the hood. Why, you say? I noticed my, my forks that where the pointy thing was, it was wet when I dropped the car off. So I'm thinking maybe it was one of my lines that busted in the truck or I wanna see what's going on. And that's how we noticed the radio was damaged, you know, it was leaking. And it started leaking when I lifted the car up from the front. When it was sitting flat, it wasn't leaking. Uh, that, that, nothing you're saying is good for your side. I mean, think about what you're saying. So everything was fine until you towed it. May I say something, Judge? Yeah. Initially, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I heard the bang and I thought, is that what damaged the car? But then when I got it fixed, that's when the mechanic said, um, I brought him out and I said, can you look at my license plate? Because that, I then, then I figured out the license plate is not, is bent. And I thought, that has that has to be the point of penetration, you know, and so was I that license to... plate bent before the tow? No, no. Yeah, but so again, she, it, kind of it's a... impossible. He... It's impossible to to do all that. Well, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. It, no, it's not. It's not. It's no, it's solid, not. It's, it's not solid, impossible. It's a solid piece with a point on the front. I would have went right through all the way through our engine. If I would have done all that damage. You have before. to listen to me. This is not a criminal case. Okay. This is a civil case. In a civil yeah. case, the burden of proof on the part of the plaintiff is by a preponderance of the evidence, which means is it more likely than not? I've got two people who are telling me, listen, it was a flat tire, and you know you were towing for a flat tire, not from some piece of junk that got picked up at right. a junkyard or whatever. I am used to seeing the sheet that will say, hey, judge, look, 
right here, I wrote that there was damage to the license plate. When you say, oh, that little bit of damage, I would not note. I don't know that I'm really <clears throat> believing that because somebody, I don't think, don't, I'm not, you're not invited to speak. Oh. I'm talking, I'm talking. Right. Really, that's not a little bit, that's kind of big. But more than that, if not you, then who? There's like a spike, literally a spike, where it lines up with each of the things that we're talking about, and the only thing that happened was the toe. But I got to tell you, you know, there's something that you said in your answer to the complaint. Everyone always blames the tow truck drivers. I don't. The tow truck drivers almost always win because it's almost impossible to prove these cases. But... Right. Um, also, Triple A sent one of their persons out there to investigate because they, they got to see what's going on before they pay any damages or anything like that. So they sent somebody from their company out there to inspect the car and take pictures, and, and they said they were going to pay the damage. It, it was. They said was they weren't going to—I read the letter from Triple A. They don't pay the damage because you're in, you are responsible for the first 2500 that's why they weren't going to pay the damage. Um, your company is supposed to pay the first 20, your deductible is 2,500. So based on what she presented to them, they said, well, you know, go, go to them. Mr. Perez, do you have something from AAA that says uh, our inspectors looked at it and there's no way it, this could have been the tow truck? Do you have something that says that? Yeah, that's something I don't know about. That's something they do. You know, and then they'll... Yeah, that's not what they the did. I'm telling you now, I read the letter. I read the letter, all right? Now, you're suing for your son's lost wages, um, you know, a, a million different things in the kitchen sink. What I'm going to order is exactly what you had asked for AAA, $2,248.01 verdict for the plaintiffs. Mr. Perez, the tow truck driver, what do you think, sir? Close call. Tow truck always, you know, get blamed for for stuff, you know, and clearly that and I couldn't have done that damage. I would have I would have ripped her bumper off, or her front end would have been damaged. It's impossible. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's what the judge has determined, and unfortunately, you're out of luck. Uh, all right, Ms. Brownstein, you were seeking, you know, like four thousand dollars, as the uh, the judge said. You wanted the kitchen sink and everything else. You didn't get that. She gave you exactly what you asked AAA for. So, you satisfied? Not really, because um, you know there was still the bump, the uh, the grill that needs to be repaired that hasn't been repaired. Um, you know, as a result of you know AAA. Um, stalling and dragging this out and you know as a result of uh reno's um not not cooperating you know this thing was ex extended up to two months so my son couldn't um deliver pizza because the car wasn't fixed and i didn't realize that AAA was not going to repair it when reno's decided that they were not liable are responsible for it. Well, I'm sorry for you, but that's the judge's decision, and I'm glad. you're going to have to live yeah. with it. You, you get something. Hey, you didn't lose. You won, okay? Yeah, will so exactly. be happy there. Yeah, yeah. I am. All right, good I enough. Am. Thank you very much.
The plaintiff prevails here and gets the damages that she sought. Yeah, she also, I think she misunderstood because I also gave her the grill. You did. You gave her yeah. almost everything. She was ask, asking as well for lost wages uh, for her son who was delivering for, pizza. Uh, you know, I, I think it was like eight weeks or whatever it was. Get another right. job. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, on the lion's share of the claim that she made, she did prevail. And I guess from looking at the evidence and how you ruled, you figured that arm went straight in, struck the license plate, probably pushed it out of the way, went through, punched through the bumper, punched into the radiator and the condensing unit for the air conditioner, all in a line, a straight yeah, line. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure how, how you know, I, I, I could tell from the license plate that something sharp right. had punched it through, and each thing behind it then broke the thing yeah, yeah, behind Exactly, it, I and I suspect somebody probably straightened the plate a little bit. It might have been the driver. I don't know how, but because <laughs> it might have been pushed out of the way when it entered. But the, the marks on it uh, were pretty damning, pretty telling, and I think that like you say, they lined up. So Carrie wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, if you buy something on a friend's credit card and they go bankrupt, do you still have to pay them back? Of course you do. I mean, you're not bankrupt, they're bankrupt. And you pay them the money, that money goes into the bankruptcy court and the bankruptcy court then pays the other creditors what they're due. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom and they are inside actually right now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the plaintiff, Barbara Leonard. She says she loaned the defendant $200 in his time of need, and the louse won't pay her back. That's right. He gave her 40 bucks, and she can't seem to get him to pay her the remaining 160 The defendant has shown a total disregard for her, and she was kind enough to lend him money in the first place, so she's suing. This is the defendant, Dominic Logano. He says he and the plaintiff's ex-husband were good friends for 19 years. He paid the plaintiff 40 bucks, and he also paid the plaintiff's husband 100 but then he unexpectedly died. The callous plaintiff then demanded he pay her $160 while he was trying to grieve the death of his good friend. This woman has no heart and deserves nothing. He's accused of groaning over a loan. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says she loaned the defendant money and she cannot seem to get the guy to pay back. But the defendant says he gave the money to the plaintiff's husband, but he unexpectedly died the next day and he shouldn't have to pay the loan back twice. It's the case of groaning over a loan. Thank you, Doug. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Ms. Leonard, um, how is it that you know Mr. Logano? He was my husband's uh, good friend uh, for okay. a couple of years. Well, according to him, it was 19 years. Is that accurate? Well, I wasn't aware of that. That's what he says. Okay. So let me ask you, how did it come about that you loaned him money? I was working in the Nathaniel Witherell, which is a um, local nursing home, and he was there for a week. He asked me for a ride home, so I gave him a ride home and I came home to get my husband so he can help him carry things. And Donnie had recently asked me if I could lend him $200 for Christmas 
presents for his family. And I had lent him money once before and he paid me right back. So when I went home, I gave Lee the $200 to give to him. Um, you know, he, he told me he paid me back in January, which he gave Lee $40 to pay me back. But he said that he gave another hundred to Lee, which is wrong because I have the proof of him the day before Lee died telling me he's going to pay me uh, the rest of the money in the beginning of March. So that's a lie. He did not give how Lee did, $100. How did Lee die? Um, I really don't want to discuss it on um, the tape, but um, he knows how Lee died. Mr. Logano? Yes, ma'am. How did Lee die? Uh, like Barbara said, it's, it's something that uh, we wouldn't want to discuss on tape. Can I just ask this? Was it sudden? Yes. All right. So if Ms. Leonard loans you $160, why are you giving her husband $100? No. That's not who I loaned it to you. I owed, I owed Mrs. Leonard $200. What happened was, I, I, the first money I gave her was $40 in cash in an envelope. Lee came to my home, and he said to me, he said, I said, uh, did you give the envelope to, to Barb? And he says, uh, yeah, I did. He says, she took it, she threw it across the room. I says, what'd you do that for? He says, uh, please, Donnie, you know? I says, well, whatever. You know, you know what I mean? Maybe... It was a bad day. Well, the implication so, was that she did not want to get paid in dribs and drabs. Does that sound to you like somebody who said, oh, yeah, pay me in dribs and drabs just a few weeks earlier? Either way, it doesn't matter. My question to you is, there's a debt of $200. She acknowledges you paid her 40 and she's suing for the remaining 160 You claim to have given him $100, and there's no proof yes. of that. I right. know that. And he's the, not the guy and he's not the guy who he is not the guy who loaned you the money. She is. So you give the if you did give the hundred, you gave it to the wrong person anyway. Even by your own admission, you would still be owing sixty dollars and you still haven't paid it. So what is the reason that no, you no. don't the reason why I haven't paid it? It's because she wouldn't come to my That's home. That's why you wouldn't pay she her? She would to my home maybe once or twice in all them years that I, that I was friends with Lee. I mean, it was just a thing. I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she didn't like me. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I can't give you an answer. Yes, I do owe her $60. Yes, I did give Lee two $50 bills to give to her. He passed away. Two days later, she calls me up and says, what, what did, did you give Lee anything? Because I said, give why? Because he's dead. On the phone. I said, he's dead. Welcome back to the People's Court. The plaintiff says that the defendant has shown total disregard for her. He's not paying money back. But the defendant says he's trying to grieve the unexpected death of his great friend. Let's go back to the courtroom. How did you find out that Lee had died? At 2 o'clock in the morning, she called me and six. said, Was Lee by, did Lee come by your house? I said, he was here the other day. She says, did you give him anything? And I said, I didn't give him anything. She, I said, why? She said, because he's dead. That's exactly the way she said it. And then she texted me and said that, it, it, after it was all said and done, she said, it cost me $35,000 to bury your friend. I mean, come on. You know, she's going to tell me how much it costs to, to bury uh, my friend? I understand that you're frustrated that, you know, she, she brought up uh, you paying her back eventually, 
very soon after he had passed away. And I understand that maybe the two of you didn't have like the greatest relationship. But at no. the end of the day, what I have in front of me is a debt that needs to be paid back to her. Did Lee really? ever give you $100 and say that he had given him $100 to give to you, Ms. Leonard? No, never, ma'am. And Lee made $4,100 a month, and there's no way he would take 100 from Donnie and not tell me about it. That's absolutely wrong. And I've been to their house right. more than twice. I brought them to Florida with me to my condo. I was very nice to them. I never hated any of them. But Donnie is not telling the truth. Uh, he told me he was going to pay. Okay, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Okay, I am ruling in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of the $160. Good luck, folks. Thank you, ma'am. Let's find out what Mr. Logano, the defendant, feels about this, sir. How do you how do you feel? You owe her 160? The judge says you gotta pay. It's only a hundred it's only $160. It, it's not the point of the $160, it's the point of of the way she went about it and the way she said it. And and I really don't want to get into it no more. It's over with. I'm glad it's over with. My friend is gone. You know, it, it took me a while to, to uh, uh, even come to terms with that. And uh, I do miss yeah. him very much. And for $160, that's fine. I mean, if she's happy, she's happy. Okay, that's, Mr. Logano. Well, listen, thank you very much. You do owe her the money, and you know it, and you're going to have to do it now. All right, Ms. Leonard? How you feel? Yes. You okay? You're going to get that money, finally. It wasn't the point of the money. It's the fact that he said he didn't have to pay me back, and I had enough money. That's why I did it. Not for the money. I will donate the $160 to charity. Well, good. Well, congratulations. Sorry it turned mm -hmm. out this way. Let's see what so the judges think. Time now for another session of After the Verdict. Somewhere there's a spectrum between kind of scoundrel, maybe, and hero. And on one end of the spectrum is person who lends you $200 to save Christmas so that <laughs> people get presents. And at the other end is probably person who stiffs the person who saved Christmas by giving you the $200, right? Right, I mean, right. Let's face it. Really, she waited. I was trying to do some quick back of the envelope math here. 270 days to get back the $160. It comes out to something like 80 cents a day or something. Uh, it's yeah. not a lot. You know, and, and, and the defendant keeps saying, oh, it's just $160. Okay, it's just, it's just $160 for you, too. Right? right? You right. know? Well. Um, so I think that she's probably nailed it, that he just felt like she didn't deserve it. There, there, there's, there's something else going yeah, on there. Perhaps. A little, Maybe more to the story. That, uh, especially that. when he said, she called me in the middle of the night and said, did you give him anything? That, that had me... Yeah. Very concerned. I think she might. Um, I don't think she trusts the relationship between the defendant and her deceased husband. Okay, guys, that's going to do it for this session of the People's Court. And guess what? We will see you next time.